0: You and today and here's London present Health Today, a series of interviews with health experts based in Switzerland who share their personal stories, their professional experience, and how they envision their work in the future. Today we speak with Eva Bruin, director of preventive strategies at the Federal Office of Public Health in Switzerland. So, Eva, to begin with, thank you very much for your generous time in your busy schedule. Um, we usually begin with a typical question, typical job interview question, but uh, one that always helps listeners to to get to know you better. What, what could you tell us about yourself?
1: So uh, my name is Eva Bruhin, and I work for the Swiss Federal Office of Public Health.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I'm the head of the um, division called Prevention Strategies, and um, I trained as a psychologist as a specializing in health psychology and then afterwards I did a degree in um, public health Uh and I am very lucky because um, I have a great team and also I have a I think quite progressive employer which allows me to work part-time so in my Spare time or in the time where I'm not working for the federal office of public health I also work as a garden and landscape designer mm, really and I'm a yoga teacher mm. and um, I love I'm very fascinated by modern art and Then also I love to be outside in nature. I grew up in Switzerland and um, part, a part of the time in Switzerland and the other part I grew up in the Principality of Liechtenstein Okay, um, but I'm Swiss and half Swiss, half English you might hear it from my accent I'm not used to talking English in my workplace but my accent is probably quite English
0: What exactly is your responsibility at work?
1: Yeah, so um, my team and I we develop and also implement national prevention strategies. So that means where do we go as a, a nation, as Switzerland in the field of health promotion and prevention and of course we need to work together with other players such as the cantons which are really very important for health promotion and prevention uh-huh. and so together with those players we ask questions such as well what needs to be done so that the swiss population stays healthy can lead a healthy lifestyle finds health promoting circumstances to live in and um, where are the problems where might future problems lie um, concerning health and what can we do about that and so right now we are implementing two big big strategies one is um, the prevention of non-communicable diseases such as cancer, but also mental um, disorders, uh-huh. or um, cardiovascular diseases. Um, what can we do so to prevent those diseases on a population level? I see. So um, we talk a lot about um, promoting physical activity, for instance, promoting also social engagement, promoting healthy nutrition, but also we talk about um, how we can prevent people from smoking or drinking too much alcohol, things like that. Okay. And then we have the second strategy which focuses on the prevention and therapy, also harm reduction of addictions. And there we talk about um, substances which could be possibly addictive and um, like made illegal or legal legal would be for instance alcohol consumption too much alcohol but we also talk about post, uh, potentially addictive behaviors mostly online behaviors such as gaming or also now gambling which has become very strong um, like the cas- online casinos, mm-hmm. um, so in lockdown that became very, very um, 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 frequently used because the casinos were closed, the casinos in the cities, so it, um, gambling online is a big, big thing. Thank you.
0: Based on the, on the responsibilities that you have, how would you foresee this job in the future?
1: Um, I could talk about these questions for hours and hours, but I will focus on two points. I understand. (laughs) The first one is that I think we're becoming um, increasingly sedentary and also uh, we're leading an increasingly um, virtual lifestyle, so that a lot of the time we're spending seated in front of a computer or some kind of device, and um and that changes the way we as people live our lifestyles so for instance um where do we go to if most or many of our relationships doesn't matter if they're private on a private level or on a work level um, are virtual where do we go with the real social contacts, with the contacts we need, also with personal skin contact, whatever, sh- shaking the hand of another person. So I'm convinced that this will have an impact on our health.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Um, also when we are seated, seated most of course, there are questions about um, physical activity. How do we get still get to move? How is, how do we still get to get outside, spend time in the sun, spend time with other people, spend time in nature, for instance? Okay. So, and I think with technology um, or technol- technological solutions growing, and with us being many hours of the day on a virtual in virtual reality, more or less, um, we need to consider what is happening with us and how and how can we still stay in contact with real life and with our body and with whom, whom we are i see so Good. this is one theme and the other one is a more uh, um, a critique more of the our health system uh-huh. so our health system mainly is um thinks about health care um, and if we look at the health expenditures um, in Switzerland, m- almost 98% of the sp- expenditures are spent on health care and only a little bit more than 2% on healthcare, uh, health promotion and prevention. I see. But if we are really interested in having a healthy population, we need to switch this way of thinking. We have to first ask firstly, well, what do we need to do and how much money do we have to spend in order to have a healthy population? Uh-huh. And then the second question will be how can we support people who need health care but not the other way around? And our health system thinks the way, the wrong way around. And that's why I think we still have a lot to do also in the future.
0: How the the prevention strategies budget impacted when COVID-19 appeared? If you had to mention a percentage, let's say, how much, how much did the virus take out of the twenty twenty-one budget, and if it's possible, if we could compare it with uh, twenty-two,
1: I want to be honest. It didn't really impact on our prevention budget because it is tiny anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but of course, the federal office of public health had to spend loads, loads of money in order to cope with COVID and also to cope with the side effects of, um, of lockdown, for instance. So all the problems we had with um, uh, loneliness, with, with the elderly or mental health problems with young people, also um, certain groups of adults, There, of course, we had to spend a lot of money um, which were separately from the prevention budget. I mean, the Federal Office of Public Health has a set budget per year, but with COVID we had to take on extra budgets because Mm. there's no way we could cope with the budget, the normal budget. No way.
0: I imagine that your entire team had to somehow migrate from preventing general health campaigns to focusing on on COVID-19 prevention campaigns. How was that experience for you?
1: Yeah, well, at the beginning about 50% of our staff worked for the COVID crisis management Uh um, just to support them. and by now, two years later, it's about twenty percent of our staff that still support the COVID crisis team. Interesting. Um, but in between, of course, the Federal Office of Public Health was able to to uh, employ about one hundred additional staff just to help and and, and uh, cope with all the questions around COVID. Okay. So. Um, and what we did especially was also to support um, the population with um, helplines um, if they have questions on, on mental health or helplines for youngsters, for young people, for children and um, we also with, together with other stakeholders um, um, prepared like programs for physical activity, what you can do, what can you, how can you move at home, in your office at home, or what can you do outside if you can't go to the gym. Thank you.
0: If we do the exercise of putting COVID-19 to the side, which is the prevention campaign that, in your opinion, needs more intensity?
1: Yeah, I'm sure about that, it's promoting uh, mental health, Um, our society is Um, Many people in our society have depressive, uh, depression symptoms, anxieties, um, uh, are dealing with burnouts. Um, Then we have a young population, young people who are very doubtful about their future, about their own personal future, about the future of the planet. And they are not too sure about what is going to come and if they can lead a life which is meaningful to them later on and that has a huge impact on uh, on our mental health and then we have a growing older population which very often feels lonely and very often is does not engage in society anymore or is not needed anymore and there as well it's, this leads to many mental mental issues and I am convinced that our society needs to talk about more about mental issues. It is still very um, stigmatized and many themes, topics concerning mental health are taboos. And also as a society we need to face our, um, our societal problems and talk about them and talk about our weaknesses talk about how we feel as a society, as an individual, and we are not used to talking about such mental themes in that open, transparent way.
0: Thank you. Of all the diseases that you you have had to work with, in terms of of prevention, of course, which is the one you would like to eradicate and why?
1: Well, I can't really um, answer to these questions because many, very many diseases are really hard to cope with and for, for the ill, but also for the family and friends. So there's not just one disease I could say, well, this must go <laughs> and all the others are okay. But what I would like to say is, if we make sure as a society that we have a health a, a promoting uh, possibilities to live in, um, we will be able to reduce all sorts of diseases or to uh, minimise their um, effects or their, their severity. So it's not about just one illness but if we really focus on, on prevention on healthcare we'll be able to reduce um, the, the amount of illnesses we face here in the society so it's a reduction on very many illnesses not just on one or so
0: so thank you very much for listening to this new edition of the podcast health today produced by UN today and here's London